0: Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana, and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real-life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again.
1: My name is Nikki. I'm 28 years old. I live in Cambridge, Massachusetts, I'm a researcher um, in community and public health, and I'm here to talk about second chances. Ooh,
0: I love that. That is how you chose to phrase it because, for so many reasons. First of all, I think the topic of second chances in general is very like taboo. It's like a whole controversial question of like, do people deserve second chances? Should we give second chances? Are we weak for? giving someone a second chance, should I accept this chance? Or, you know, would it have worked out the first time around if it were meant to? So I love that. What is your current relationship
1: status? I'm currently in a long term relationship. I've been with my boyfriend now for almost three years. um, And we are a second chance couple. Um, We met initially in 2018 um, at the Jane in New York. Um, just good on a day. good old uh, Jane, very classy, very classy. Um, <laughs> and we like saw each other for a few dates back when we had both just graduated from college and it fizzled out. He moved to Denmark and then I went on with my life. And then right before I moved to Boston, we rematched on hinge. Wow. Those first few dates,
0: what were they like? Like, was there big chemistry. Did you go on those dates and tell your friends after like, yeah, like I really could see a future with this person or was it just like, yeah, like it was fine. Who knows? Like if I hear from him, I'll hear from him.
1: No, I was like obsessed with him. I like, (laughs) so for context, um, we met, like I had just gotten out of a pretty serious relationship. I'd been with my boyfriend from college for two years and then out of nowhere got dumped. And I was like transitioning to a really, job, really high pressure. And I worked in consulting and on my first night out, like being newly single, my best friend from high school brought me to the Jane and I met my boyfriend Tyler and oh God, sounds so nerdy. I majored in math in college. He majored in computer science and I started talking to him. This, like cute. And I was like, what are you doing? He said, I'm a software engineer. And so I started talking to him about like coding languages. (laughs) And I remember just like being really smitten. And we met in Times Square for our first date. And I wanted to go to this place called, I think, Dutch Fred's. I don't know if it's still there. It's like a cool cocktail bar. And it was obviously two packs. So we went to a bar where they only served bourbon and beer. And I remember being like, I need to be the cool girl. (laughs) And and drink the bourbon. I was drinking bourbon bourbon neat. Like, that's not me at all. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, on our second date, I so vividly remember being like, I I think I'm going to marry this guy.
0: Wow. And then
1: I and then I remember feeling how stupid I felt like whatever, like six weeks later when like we were no longer seeing each other. And you said it. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's just like it's and like now I like can so vividly remember being back in Thai Villa and like sitting on the little balcony. Have you ever been there? I haven't. Should oh, I? No, great. It's on okay. like 17th and 5th. Um, but I remember so vividly being like he's everything I want and like thought I would end up with and like being 23 and being like, well, it's done.
0: When it started to fizzle, did you feel it fizzling? Was it because you said he was leaving to Denmark or you were? He hadn't known he was going to Denmark
1: yet, but he was in his like post-college, like dating. It was like, there's a
0: connection here, but like,
1: we're not trying to date. Also, you had just gotten out of a serious relationship. And I was like, no, but I was still like, I or, like, know how called. to be in yeah. a relationship. Yeah. And he didn't know he was going to Denmark yet, but I remember, like, I think it's, like, such a universal feeling of every girl knowing something is not going the way they want it, feeling it in your gut, and then being, like, trying to surprise yourself when it actually does implode. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I wish I couldn't believe it. But your gut always knows. like it's, yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: And it's, like, it's so painful and scary to feel that pit in your stomach and to like know before, you know, or before you're ready to accept it, like, okay, this is over or this isn't happening the way I want. But you also kind of have to learn to trust your instincts and to trust your gut and, and listen to it because I think it's a really hard thing to learn how to do, but it can help us in so many situations.
1: Yeah. And like, you don't gain anything by like ignoring what your like body's telling you.
0: Yeah. It's, it's like when your friends come to you and they're like, Hey, like this person's treating you like absolute shit. And you're like, no, no. It's like, no, no,
1: no. like you're going to get lie. And also you like, you just, we, but we tend to like lie to ourselves constantly, completely all the time, all the time.
0: So, you guys fizzle out and that's that's it that's for it. the time being.
1: Well, he moves to Denmark because um, his company acquired another company and they asked him to move. Um, and I was just like trying to adjust to like living in New York. And six months later, I get a text from him that's like, I'm coming back to New York. I'd love to see you. And by then I was dating someone else. Um, wow. But I still like kind of wanted to like get back at him. So I was like, yeah, I'll totally see you. And then when he texted again, I just left him on red. Like, no way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm pretty petty. <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's really funny. Did you ever like, did it go anywhere with the person that you were seeing? Like, was it a casual thing or were you like actually dating?
1: dating? No, it was like we were like boyfriend, girlfriend, but it was never okay. like, like I, you, you left
0: Tyler on red and then he probably saw a picture of you dating this other guy.
1: Yeah. But like, <laughs> I, I think like the guy I was with at the time, it was just like, he was the only guy I've ever dated where I'm like, this is fun. And I have like mm. no interest in it. Like, yeah. Like he was also like in a really similar work environment. And it was just like fun to go out with someone every weekend and stay up until four in the morning. And then like, but like it was, mm. there was no like get to know me on a deeper level.
0: Right. It was like this is for now not forever.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. like we broke up right before COVID hit. Um which is coincidentally when my boyfriend moved back to the US, but we didn't reconnect mm-hmm. until a year later. Okay.
0: So, let's get to the reconnecting. How in the world did this happen?
1: Yeah, so I mean I so I told you I was pretty unhappy in my job. And so I spent all of fall of 2020 applying to graduate school and I had pretty much decided on a school in New York. And then I found out in late February that I'd gotten into a school in Boston and it was a better fit. And so I was staying at my aunt's place in New York and I was about to quit my job and I was just going to take like five months off and just chill. And so I was like, might as well go on Hinge. And I saw Tyler and I was like, this will be fun. But like, I was also like, kind of embarrassed from like how I left it off. And so I, whatever, swiped right or swipe left, whichever one gets rid of them. Oh, wow. You swiped yeah. left on him. Because okay. I was like, I was so like, still like embarrassed. And then like a day later I was swiping again on Hinge and I saw him and I was like, what? like I'm, I'm leaving in five months. What's, what's there to lose? And so then... Whatever, two days later, we went out for bagels in Central Park. And that's that.
0: That was your last first date? Yeah. Do you consider that your first date or your first date, first first date?
1: I don't know. I think, like, it's not like we say, like, oh, we've been doing for five years. But it's... Right. I like, I like thinking that our first date was that date at the beer and bourbon place. Like, we went back actually, like... In April this year, we were walking through Times Square, and I was like, "I think that's the place." And we like went in, shared a burger, and got he got a beer, I got a bourbon.
0: Oh wow! Went for the bourbon again. Yeah, it's
1: still it's still not good, but I was like, "might as well."
0: Yeah, for the, for the memories. Yeah, I love that. Oh, okay, so when you start dating again, what was it like? Was there any difference in? the dynamic the vibe the feelings from the first time or was it again you were just like I know this is
1: it I think it was like actually the complete opposite I kind of was when we first started dating the second time it was just I was so comfortable and it's the first time that I haven't been so ahead of myself and like imagining the future what's like when this person meets my parents and what, what does our life look like together? Because I was like, I'm going to Boston. Like, it's going to be fun. He's a nice guy. He's really sweet and cute and smart, but whatever. And then, and so the, for the first time, I completely remember feeling like completely uninhibited and just excited to like be having fun with someone. But I also, and this is when Tyler will be like, you're lying because- I'm for context, I went to graduate school for epidemiology. And so when I don't even know what that is. Okay, so it's the study of the distribution and causes of diseases. But I studied infectious disease epi, so basically like COVID.
0: me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People.
1: Oh, wow. So like three dates in, I was like, it's fine if you want to see other girls, but then this is over. So he's like, yeah, you think you were so chill during all of that. But like, literally, I was like, be exclusive or it's over.
0: But you know what? That's the way to do it. Like, if you know that that's what you want. And also in COVID times, like, you gotta have that communication and- you have to protect yourself and the people around you. Like that's what, that was the world that we lived in. Yeah.
1: I mean, it was like right before the vaccine came out. And I remember being like, it's kind of (laughs) convenient that I can just be like, yeah, either be with me or don't. And you kind of, I got to gauge like, did he actually care about me that much? Because like we knew each other before. It wasn't just like three dates and then jump into something you don't know about.
0: Yeah. Like there was a level of history. And at that point it's like, you're not asking for him to marry you, but you're just asking for him to give it a real shot and see yeah, it through. Exactly. So w- wherever it does or doesn't go. I, I'm i curious how much you feel like the fact that you thought you were leaving led to you just feeling so comfortable and allowing yourself to be like your truest self because you didn't think that this was going to be what it became you just thought like okay yeah like we have this great connection I feel super comfortable and I have a great time hanging out with him but like this is again like it's a for now thing
1: yeah I mean it was like the confluence of like a bunch of different factors like I knew I was leaving I just quit my job so I was just like this is fun like I get to like be in New York and experience New York with someone who like works nine to five like Software engineers have pretty chill hours, like, Mm -hmm. and so it was just, like, fun. And I got to do, like, live up New York the way I wanted to. And so I didn't, I mean, it, it, it expedited our relationship completely. But just, like, I always felt really comfortable. And I think it was because I knew him, but also I don't know why I thought I wouldn't get hurt this time around. It was probably just something deep in my, like, bones that I was, like, he wouldn't have been brought back in into my life if there weren't like a greater reason. And that's like mm-hmm. kind of hokey. But I like I like to believe in fate and that type of stuff. And yeah. I just think like there are only so many people you cross paths with in your life. And if someone's going to cross back in, there's probably a good reason.
0: Yeah. It's like that cheesy phrase like if you love someone
1: you know, like, they if they they come back, yeah like <laughs> what's meant
0: for you won't pass you yeah, yeah. no I I also agree I, I really do think everything happens for a reason and sometimes those reasons aren't perfectly clear when we want them to be but in hindsight they always we, we always can figure it out at what point did you start to have conversations of what's going to happen when you move
1: I think it was actually interesting because I remember we said we would only start talking about it in July and I was moving in August. But uh-huh. like by early April, Tyler had and this is we started dating in late February. By early April, Tyler had said, I love you. I had said I love you, like then we like said I love you again, whatever, a couple weeks later. And he had met my parents in April. I'd met his parents in May. Like, so, you're like in a full blown series like, it point. was, we kept on saying, like, oh, let's talk about it in July, but it, it was all kind of like written out for us. It just kind of like happened into it. And I think like, mm-hmm. it, it, it just like was so unnecessary to talk about by the time that we actually had to talk about it.
0: Yeah. You both were like, this is a given. Yeah. We're making this work. Yeah. Yeah. Were you scared going into, moving and starting,
1: being in a long-distance relationship? I kind of, but I mean, Boston, New York is like so... It feels like so... Whenever people that I'm friends with are in long-distance relationships, I always feel bad because I can't offer any advice because Boston, New York is so easy. It's a 45-minute flight. It's a four-hour train. It's easy, and my family is from Connecticut, and so I would come home a lot, and he would come up to see me. And so we saw each other... I think the longest we ever went apart was like 20 days no so it was like easy and we were so busy during the like time spent apart like me with school and him with work that it just kind of it it wasn't hard to like get into a routine that we like found really stable yeah
0: it's funny, you hear two different perspectives with long distance relationships. Some people say that, you know, ha- only having like the weekend together or like we'll be seeing each other like once a month or twice a month, it puts so much pressure on those times to be perfect. And other people say the opposite, where it's like, oh no, like because like we're so busy doing work and doing school and living our independent lives that when we come together, we're able to be more present and enjoy those times more. It sounds like you connected with the latter of that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it also was like, I think what we found the hardest and what's like so, such a hard transition now is like we were in a really lucky place that like whenever Tyler came up to Boston, all my friends would be like, I wanna see Tyler. And so like everything was like a group gathering, a double date, and it didn't leave that much time for just like one-on-one time. And now that we live together, it's, we obviously still do a lot of things with other people, but it's like, so kind of, we're spending the most time together that we have ever had the opportunity to. And mm-hmm. it's funny because like, I feel like when we, he, he moved up to Boston. So at the beginning, I was planning all these things to, cause he's really social. I'm not as social as he is, but trying to keep the momentum going. And he kind of was like, we can sit, we can just sit on our couch and watch TV and cook for each other. And that's like perfectly fine. And I think like, like yeah. Boston doesn't have the type of type of like energy that New York does. It's a lot calmer. Um, and so I was worried with him moving up here, he would miss that. But really it's like, this is where we're at in our lives. Yeah. So
0: that's- Sometimes like all you need is just, to be with each other and yeah sitting on the couch together
1: yeah talking or not talking like watching football like him watching yeah. football me watching <laughs> for sight like yep. <laughs> it's doesn't really like I don't, it doesn't always need to be like I think that's the biggest misunderstanding I have from dating from like when I was like 18 to now it's like I thought you had to do something like every single night
0: yeah you definitely I do not actually,
1: you should not You'd burn also, her- like, how would anyone afford to? No, exactly. I was about to say, I was like, my job does not let me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mine either. Yeah. Um, but if you, but as everybody listening sends this episode to a friend right now, that could help. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Public health is not made of money if you would have thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. What
0: you, so at first, backing up a bit, you moved, he was here. Did you guys, like, did you plan to stay in Boston after school? How many years was your program? Only two
1: years. Two years, okay. So, like, me moving back to New York, and then I kind of... He, he, since he moved to Denmark, he was always... Tyler was always really insistent that he wanted to live somewhere else because he was kind of gypped by, like, having to move back because of COVID, and we explored all these options of where is public health, a big thing in tech. So like Seattle, San Francisco, Austin. Um, and just last fall, I was like, it doesn't really make sense for us to move somewhere where neither of us have a support system or know anyone. Um, that's like a lot of pressure on a relationship to be completely isolated, starting a new job and still not having any friends or family to rely on. And, I kind of, I was like, how would you feel about moving up to Boston? And that's why we moved to Cambridge because it's like a little bit of a different feel, but like a new adventure together. And we just, our families are incredibly important to us. And so we wanted to be somewhere nearby. Mm -hmm. So it was like, staying in Cambridge was not the plan ever. Yeah. But that's okay.
0: That's, that's the thing about plans. It's like, you can plan, 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 but things happen, people change their minds about things, and what was once a quote-unquote perfect plan or the seemingly right plan, a year later, two years later, might not be at all anymore. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up, and I get it. for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Brave the uncomfortable. therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know, because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to Presently Bracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y Bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10. Is it chemistry or anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later.
1: And so I think it's like really special to kind of go like explore a new place together i think like new york would have been like just a lot of not the same but just like there we each have so many independent memories there and like i think when we move back to new york eventually we'll be in a completely different neighborhood than we ever have lived in and get to explore that together but like yeah right now, to the upper east side not upper <laughs> no upper i think upper, oh, upper,
0: I, oh man upper uh, east team upper east but uh, it's fine it's fine um what was it like moving in together when you had never really, other than the first six months, like been in the same city in a serious relationship? Like, I feel like that's a big transition to go from dating, then being in long distance for a while, and then moving in together. Were you nervous about that or like just
1: so excited to finally be in the same place again? It was definitely like... I mean, I think we both were a little nervous. I remember like the first couple nights I looked at him and I was like, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? And he was like, I'm a little nervous too. But like, Aww. I think like you're, ner- you're nervous. Like I just kept reminding myself, like you're nervous. Cause it means a lot to you. And I think from being long distance, what you gain is that you're in each other's space constantly for those like 72 hours. So like him seeing me like, without makeup, not like put together at all. That was like something he saw immediately. So I didn't have to be self-conscious at all. I didn't have to worry like, what's it like when I wake up in the morning or like get really sick or something like that. Like I don't need to- Or even, even like if one of us has to poop, it's like- Oh yeah. Well, we've done that. Been there, done that. We yeah. Problems. Um, but it was more like, we have really different living styles. Like he's really neat. I'm really messy. Um. Mm. I like leaving clothes everywhere. He, we've, We're actually talking to our friends about what the biggest difference in moving in is. He just will leave pants everywhere. And he's like, Nikki sheds like a dog. Like, <laughs> like, there's hair everywhere. There are... Jake anytime he comes home from
0: work somehow his jeans same black jeans just end up on our like, kitchen table chair yeah. or on the like the, his jeans are just everywhere all the time and I'm like why like you're coming home I understand you're taking your jeans off to put on something else comfortable but then you're walking right into the bedroom yeah. can't you just put your jeans in there How like, many times his have you- jeans are always around but but I leave clothes everywhere yeah <laughs> so like, but it's just the jeans piss me
1: off yeah no it's like it's okay when I do it when he does yeah. it it's a problem <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean like those are the type of things like anyone has to deal with I mean like I you have to deal with it living with like your girlfriends too or your friends or family like there are things you have to adjust to totally
0: and I think one good thing I actually think there are a lot of great things about being in a long distance relationship. But I think one particular thing that most people don't realize unless they've been in one is you end up developing such strong communication skills with each other. Like even just what you said of like, we looked at each other and both were like, are you nervous? Like, I'm nervous. Like, because you have to over communicate. Like when you're in a long distance relationship, you have to be making sure that you both are on the same page about so many different things because it takes it does take effort like it takes i think more effort to maintain your relationship and to make sure your relationship is continuing to grow and so when you move in together that's a time where you really need to be communicating and making sure that both of you both of you feel comfortable and it is a shared space and you're aligned on certain things and if you're unhappy with something you speak up and so i think that's probably something that helped you guys a lot Not that like you particularly needed help, but I think that's just something that's so helpful when moving in with somebody.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, like we went from like FaceTiming every night to like me working remotely 60% of the time and him being now fully remote. And so it's like, we're in each other's space, like all all the time. (laughs) So it's, you have to be like, this irritates me. And like, for me, it's learning how to say that like, respectfully, because I am an only child. I'm not used to sharing my space. I'm used to having everything the way I want it. And he's like the most easygoing person in the world. So he's like, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, I think the way I say things sometimes is pretty brutal. But eh, <laughs> the awareness is key. Yeah. Well, still, I it's definitely something I'm trying to like work on and also being neater, because he does a lot of the lion's share of cleaning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. Our apartment will become a, it'll literally look like a tornado went through here and then we'll both like panic and spend two hours like cleaning and it'll look so incredible and we'll keep it incredible for like a week and then a tornado hits again.
1: Oh yeah. I mean. it's okay. Like
0: that's the routine that we're in now and it it works.
1: Yeah. We last two days and we both want to be the person that vacuums because it's easily the best task. Mm,
0: Yeah. I'm the vacuumer. Yeah. I am the vacuumer. But (laughs) how do you think your relationship has changed since moving in together?
1: I think it's more it's like interesting because I think when we were long distance and I didn't see him all day and I just had so much to update him on every day. So like everything was new. I got to relay like everything from school and like job search and my thesis and professors I really admired and friends that I had new friends I'd made. So like, everything was really exciting. And then like, now it's like, okay, go to work and not every day at work is like the most stimulating, exciting thing. So like learning to come home and just be okay with like silence, not silence, but or yeah, I guess sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes Silent. just being like, I, I don't really need to talk. Like, I don't, I like, I have nothing new to say. And like, sometimes, like when you're with each other for so long, like, not that we've been together forever, but it's just like, I know what he's thinking. I know like, what are you saying? And like, sometimes it's like, okay, like, how do we, like, it's fun to, we play the, it's not actually a game. We like ask each other questions that are really trying to be thoughtful to like learn more about ourselves. And we do that a lot when we are just like, yeah, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> like, I don't really yeah. want to hear about your work drama right now. And so I think that's like something that we're trying to get used to is that just like being comfortable with like silence and also still prodding for like figuring out more about each other when there, we already know a lot of the most important stuff that there is to know.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I'm so glad you brought up both of those things. I think, I think, and I can speak for myself, but I feel like so many people experience this where you almost feel like, oh no, like we don't have, we have, we run out of things to talk about. Like what else is there? And it almost makes you second guess yourself, and it's like, oh, like is that it? Like, has our relationship like run out? Yeah, I like, think that was just me. <laughs> yeah, like has it run its course? Because there's nothing to talk about. But like, no, y- even if with your family, with your best friends, yeah. like you run out, of- we all run out of things to talk about. There's not always something going on, and like sometimes that's a good thing. And it is really hard to learn to be okay with that. And it's like. I feel like it's similar to like learning to be okay in your own space, just like hanging out with yourself and on your own or like, you know, a lot of people feel like they have to call somebody every single time they're like out walking just because they don't want to be with their own thoughts. And you do have to learn to sit with your thoughts and to sit with the silence and the discomfort in that. But that does not for a single second mean that something's wrong with your relationship just because there wasn't a dramatic or exciting or upsetting thing to share from your day or from your week.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, like, whenever I would, like, freak out about that, I was, like, you get bored of your friends. I get bored of my inner monologue. Like, why are we yeah. – <laughs> it's not my job to entertain him and it's not his to entertain me. So, yeah. it's like – but it is, like, kind of fun in those times when, like, we've spent, like – I mean, in Boston, obviously, like, snowstorms are terrible. But, like, when we're, like, been snowed in all day and, like, still have nothing to talk to each other about, like, all the time we get out to dinner and it's, like – okay, like what was something you really enjoyed from your childhood? What's your best memory from that? Like just like thinking of the most, like what's the best thing you eat in your college dining hall? Like just thinking of like random stuff and just being like, I would never have like found that little pocket of information if I didn't make a concerted effort to ask a random question.
0: Yeah. I love that. Wow. I want to start doing that. I really, really like that. And I feel like Like I know in the beginning of our relationship, we did like the 36 questions that lead to love and we have played all the card games. And like, I think the more of that you can do, like even there's this card game, where do you draw the line that Jake and I have played a few times recently. And like, we can pick the same cards and we'll actually give different answers sometimes just based on the first thing that comes to our head. And then it leads to such interesting conversations and you can learn so much, not only about, the other person, but also about yourself totally. by talking about these different things. And you never know where the conversation can go. And yeah, like at the end of the day, you're together now, but your partner lived a completely different life and you lived a completely different life for so long that you guys both don't know everything about. And so it is really special to continue learning those things. It's all, it's going to deepen your connection. It's going to give you more reasons to love them and yeah, you know, like, to learn about that. It's just, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. And it's also cool is like your opinions change over time. Like the person I was three years ago when we started dating is different than the person I am now, like been through graduate school, I've started a completely new career. Like he now manages a team. Like we've like changed in really fundamental like ways and like trying to figure out who we are as people. So like, it's interesting to, I don't know, see our opinions change. It's cool that,
0: Like you're sitting here now and yeah, you've changed so much, but that connection is, is there today. That was there three years ago when you started your relationship. That was there five years ago when you went on your first date.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's what everyone like hopes for. I'm like absurdly lucky that like I found my person. Um, It's like, it, it really is like you think about and you're like, oh, I'm so lucky. Like, yeah. What would you tell yourself if you could go
0: back and tell yourself something when things started to fizzle out the first time?
1: It's like, enjoy New York. Enjoy like being young and having absolutely no responsibilities. Not that I have like, I'm like consumed with responsibilities right now, but just give yourself chance, like be kinder to yourself. Like, I think I spent so much time like throughout college and early twenties, just being like, "Oh, you must have d- done something wrong. Like it's your fault." And it's like, right person at the right time is gonna l- love all of you, and like not care because you would do the same for yeah. someone else. So I think just like, yeah, that feeling that what meant for you won't miss you. I think 100%. That, Yeah. I know you said you feel like you
0: can't give advice to your friends in long distance relationships, but I feel like you can. So for anyone listening, who's maybe starting a long distance relationship or considering starting one or is in one, like what you, you were in a long distance relationship. Like you were, yeah. what would you tell them? Like, what is the best advice that you could
1: give them? I think one is to over communicate. Like, FaceTime a bunch. We talked every single night. If it was even just like I'm going to bed or like I'm exhausted, but just wanted to say I love you. Um, and then Tal and I, when we would like go, especially long times without seeing each other, we would. Oh, it sounds so depressing, but we would order each other dinner. Like I'd order him sushi from his favorite place. He'd order me Thai food, and we'd sit and eat dinner over FaceTime together and why does that sound depressing that sounds so lovely and thoughtful I, I mean it is it is nice and thoughtful but it's like sad to think of yourself like just like eating next to a computer but it's like when we did that for our first valentine's I don't think we've actually spent a valentine's day together I think this will be our first time um but that was like it's it's nice to be like I just order me dinner I don't know where it's coming from I know you're gonna surprise me and like just being able to like try to bring like, it's up to you to bring like the romance and like the good energy. So being like upset for the little times you're not able to be together, like isn't that productive. So just like making time where you can and trying to like be cute with each other and send each other like thoughtful notes or letters. Like I love to bake. So like sending Tyler cookies was like a big thing but just trying to make sure that that person always knows how much you're thinking of them.
0: Yeah. That's all we ever want, whether we're in a long distance relationship whether we're living with somebody or early stages, all we want is to like feel cared for and thought of.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last question. Okay. Excited for your answer. I feel like now I'm just like throwing questions at you. (laughs) What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received?
1: I've ever received or have to give. Oh, I don't know. I feel like. I mean, this is what I think Tyler's dad told him. This or he gave a speech about this. It was something along the lines of like, choose the things you're going to argue about like be thoughtful there are a million things you can nitpick there are a million things that like you can find wrong with like your relationship what's going on like but like be thoughtful about it because like everything is going to blow over and so you just want to be really like you have the best person in the world right next to you. So like being critical of like leaving the pants on the floor or like me getting my hair everywhere, that's just like so meaningless. So just take a sec, breathe, like, and let it pass you by. And I'm like constantly working on that because I'm pretty picky. But I mean, if you have the right person by your side, it's worth it.
0: Absolutely. I love that. I recently, you know, the phrase... Don't go to bed angry. Yeah. So I recently, for the first time, heard, go to bed angry. Because the in, the morning, that? in the morning, once time has passed, you might already be over it. Oh, you yeah. You might feel so differently and like not wanting to pick a fight when you're exhausted that maybe you don't have to pick in the first place because after you've slept on it, you're like, oh, that's actually like, not a big deal at all.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest fight that Tyler and I have ever gone into was... Um, I was trying to prove that I knew how to take the tea home from TD garden without using Google maps. And I did not know that well, and en- the city well enough, it was the biggest fight we ever got in. It could have just been like, okay, I'm going to call us an Uber. Yeah. And I, <laughs> You're like, no, I can do this. You know, I was like, I can do this. This is me proving to myself, but it's like, I could have just gone to bed. I could have just like shut yeah. up. <laughs> and- yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wait, my, <laughs> mine and Jake, we laugh about this all the time, but we were at a Yankee game. We literally consider this our like biggest fight. We were at a Yankee game with some of his friends and like, I was tired. We had a bunch of drinks. Like I, all I wanted was to go to bed and his friends wanted to go out after. And I like refused. I was like, I don't want to go to a bar after. I just want to go home. Like, can't you just go and like, I'll go home. And he's like, why can't you just come for like 30 minutes? I'm like, because it's not going to be 30 minutes and it's going to be crowded. And I want to go home. And like, we, (laughs) we ended up going back and forth the entire time we ended up going to the bar. And after 10 minutes, it was crowded. We couldn't move. It was terrible. So we went home. And I was like, see, we shouldn't have gone to be begin- <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, that, that was our like, biggest fight. And it was so stupid. I know. But it, like, it, it, that's always how it is. Yeah. It was the biggest fights so are I had with the most ridiculous things. Like, and I didn't, yeah. I was not able, for, for context, I was not able to get us home. <laughs> we had to look it up or else we would have never gotten home.
0: Right, well, at least it's 2023 or whatever year it was at the time and you were yeah. able to do that. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: And go Tyler's dad. I love that advice. Yeah.
1: Yay, amazing. Well, thank you
0: so much. Is there anything I didn't ask you about that you were hoping to share?
1: I don't think so. I think my piece of advice, though, is bad. What do you mean? I don't know. I just- what? Do you think it's bad? Tyler? Does Tyler um, want to make a cameo? I, I wanted him to sit behind me and do work, but he's so annoying. He's making us dinner. <laughs> oh, how dare he? What's on the menu? Oh, here he is. Did he hear my advice?
2: I I had headphones in. Oh. I figured I was going we'll to listen to the finished product.
0: okay. Well, now you're in it. Hi.
2: Hey, you nice to see you. Oh, I, I assumed we were no. doing the recording. What's up with we're you? We're still going. Still haven't met, but I'm sure we will soon.
1: Yeah, we better soon. I know. know. She asked best piece of dating advice. Remember when your dad was like at Nicole and Ryan's like. um I was going to ask if it was at the wedding. Yeah, we've been in the same place before. Yes. (laughs) The The off rough when he said like, you need to pick the fights that matter. Yeah. Is that, is that a shitty piece of advice to do? That's an amazing yeah. piece of advice. <laughs> okay. Everyone's going to be like, wow, this girl is so combative.
2: Oh, it's <laughs> like, we just had a five-minute follow-up conversation
0: with examples of why that's good advice. Okay. Yeah,
2: if you're too picky, you'll never find somebody that checks all your boxes. you got to find the things that are non-negotiable and yeah. work on Oh, Non-negotiable is
1: such a good word.
0: Tyler, do you want to give your best piece of dating advice you've ever... Received or have to give? Yeah, you can't choose. Listening to other people, listeners? You, you can't choose the one I
2: uh, chose from you. Dating advice.
0: Or relationship advice. Yeah. Life advice. We'll take, we'll take whatever you got.
2: Relationship advice. I don't know. Um, relationship advice. I don't... You know, guys don't really talk about this quite as much as... as
1: yes, as, you as do. As you do at um, some point.
2: I mean getting out there and just like not like whatever not settling down too quickly but also not being afraid to settle down if it's the right thing like I think that's like the hardest part is like figuring out like whatever nothing's like perfect always but like you need to like figure out at what point like this is the person that like you could grow together with um and like not being afraid of it when that happens but it's also important not to jump too headfirst into things. So it's all like a very interesting kind of optimization.
0: <laughs> optimization. So like, go, go on some dates, give it a few years in between and see if it happens again.
2: Yeah, there is actually, and I won't, I won't go nerdy. What? I was, there, there is, an go ad, nerdy. there is a chapter in one of the books I first gave to Nikki uh, about uh, math and computer science and applying it to life decisions. And one of it, one of them is about how to figure out the right amount of people to see before you should say yes. And it, uh, there's a lot of like theory behind this that goes into like, it's very similar to like, uh, uh, it's basically very similar to like how uh, recruiters look at applicants, which is the idea that you can't pick- Is
0: this the, the secretary thing? Yeah. that That's what it's called? Yeah, Exactly, that.
2: secretarial problem. And you can kind of use a lot of the same, uh, same interesting like logic and heuristics to like figure 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 out who you should date. Uh, but as Nikki told, did Nikki tell you about the article she wrote about love in college? She did
1: not. Uh-oh. No, I what did I write it about? It was like I, it was an the article. Mathematics
2: of love. Oh, the
1: mathematics of love. There was <laughs> when I was my a senior in college. They like some people. I think I don't think the app was the app created by kids at Brown or no. I don't know. Okay, so some kids <laughs> built an app and they were like, okay, input all your preferences and like your age, basic stuff about you, we'll find you your perfect match. And I wrote an op-ed um, for the school newspaper saying like, it's completely like, I'm a math major, I'm obsessed with math. There could be nothing more invalid than using a math, like a, meth- like a method to, or a formula to produce love. And when Tyler and I started dating the first time around, I was like, yeah, I wrote an article. (laughs) Tyler, you did great.
2: Thank you. Good job, kiddo. Um, Yeah, you can reach out to my agent if you want to schedule a repeat appearance.
0: Yeah, will do. I'll have my people call your people. Thank you. This was so fun. This was so fun. Okay. On that note, thank you both of you for being here to everyone who tuned in. Thank you so much for listening. Send this episode to a friend who needs to hear it. And if you have something you want to share on an unfiltered episode, email me seeing other people at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own unfiltered dating stories, reach out to Podcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.
1: Mads, I'm obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OK podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello everyone, I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL.